Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Hey, welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about burnout. How do you know if you're burned out? You know, it's it's a, a state of emotional, mental, often physical exhaustion brought on by prolonged or repeated stress. And it, though it's most often caused by problems at work and also appear in other areas of life, such as parenting, uh, caretaking, uh, even romantic relationships. It's it's not simply a result of working a whole lot of hours or juggling too many tasks, though, though those do play a role. Um, but if a person doesn't tailor their responsibilities to match a true calling or at least take a break once in a while, they could face burnout. And as well as a mountain of mental and physical health problems that often come along with it, including headaches, fatigue, uh, heartburn, uh, gastronomical problems, as well as increased potential for alcohol, drug, and food misuse. You know, physical and mental exhaustion is, is something that we all dread and hope never happens to us. And frequent feelings of cynicism is a sign. Anger, irritability are also signs that burnout is happening, especially if it's out of character. So those in, in health professions like doctors may notice dwindling compassion towards their, their, their clients, their patients, and they may feel like they can no longer do their job effectively, which may signal burnout. And God forbid we don't want people to burn out in those fields of being doctors. What's, what's the difference between burnout and stress is huge. You know, uh, burnout is an extended period of stress that feels as though it can't be relieved. And if stress is short-lived or it's tied to a specific goal, it is most likely not a harmful thing. However, if the stress feels never-ending and comes with feelings of emptiness, apathy, hopelessness, it may be indicative to burnout. And so that is really important to understand. And there's also another thing called compassion fatigue, which is a condition in which someone becomes numb to the suffering of other people. They feel less able to display empathy towards them. They, they lose hope in their ability to help. And it often affects healthcare professionals, soldiers, and anyone who is regularly exposed to human suffering, such as police and fire. Nurses. You know, and some jobs are more likely to cause burnout. Any job can be a source of burnout. Some data suggests that more than half of U.S. workers have experienced burnout. That's huge. That's gigantic. At least one time in their lives, they've experienced burnout. And those with particularly high stress jobs, such as lawyers and doctors, police officers, may be more likely to expose that because than those low uh, stress uh, professions and experience burnout also. You know, perfectionism is often the, the main ingredient of a person getting to burnout. And what's really important to understand is you want to move away from perfectionism and get into the world of preferences because perfectionism has unmet expectations all over the place, which is stressful and depressing. 
If you want to have expectations all over your life, you are going to be burned out at some point. While some work environments may be especially grinding, such as the medical profession or law enforcement, anyone who's running out of gas can take steps to alleviate the delirious effects of burnout. We lose who we are in burnout. You know, to counter it, you have to have a sense of purpose, having an impact on other people, feeling as you're making the world a better place. That's all very valuable. That is your will. That is your desire to live that is so important. And equally effective is nurturing your relationships. Relationships are our fuel. They are very important in our life. Even if it's one or two people in your life, you need to nurture those relationships. Don't make enemies at home. That's going to contribute to your burnout. Also, you need to adopt a lot of self-care habits like, you know, working out or having a hobby outside of work so you can restore your sense of self and mitigate your stress. And also, you need to have better boundaries if you don't want to live in the land of burnout. When you have too many conflicting responsibilities, simply saying no to new tasks is important. Or tell them what you can do and what you can't do. That's also good boundaries. And it's a way to reduce your workload. You know, schedule breaks in your day. Schedule breaks in your life so that you can stop and start and rebuild your energy. You know, minimizing multitasking can all help maintain boundaries and reduce your feelings of burnout. Also, adjusting your work hours or location. Perhaps if you're telecommuting, it can help significantly. But if you have a busy home or a dirty home or a home that requires a lot of uh, activity and a lot of things that you have to get done, that can also cause burnout because your home environment is too overstimulating, calling for you to do too many different responsibilities, all that are counteracting each other, all that are contradictive to each other and destructive to each other because now you're doing business and home. That doesn't work. You have to equate your time in a really honest way so that you can focus on family and focus on work if you're doing telecommuting. You know, it, it's self-care is really an effective weapon to fight against burnout. And, and those self-care looks different for everybody. Common strategies include yoga, mindfulness, massages, exercise, dietary changes, God forbid, and practicing self-compassion. And what is self-love? Self-love is learning how to say no to the things that hurt you. That's called boundaries. And the better we do that, the safer we are with ourselves. You know, a lot of people can't trust themselves, can't set boundaries, and then they let life mow them down. And people will take as much as they can take from you if you keep giving it. You know, it can be painful to watch someone... Uh, struggle with burnout, especially because it's rarely possible for you to do anything about it yourself. Instead, you want to be an empathetic listener. And yes, a lot of it is whining and victim themes and sadness and what I used to be and comparatives to other healthy people. A lot of it is very destructive. However, if you're going to challenge a person, challenge their narrative and remind them of what they're capable of. Remind them constantly of what they're capable of and Ask them, how did your will get broken? And if your will is broken, where is it? Because you need it. Because sometimes you just have to get on your horse and ride. That's the way life is. Sometimes you have nothing to fall back on to motivate you. You've just got to do it. And that's what it takes. And when people are burned out, they destroy their wills. Jobs aren't the only source of chronic stress. 
You know, once again, parents, partners, non-professional caregivers can also experience endless exhaustion, feeling overwhelmed by their responsibilities. Many mothers and many fathers who actually raise their children as a full-time job in their home experience enormous burnout, plus they have very little adult interaction, which can be very painful for many people, especially people that have a great brain that they want to exercise. Not that people don't have a great brain to exercise when they're raising their children, but you don't have to use the same skill sets you use with adults. And so that in itself is burnout because you're having to do things that you've never really done before, and you're having to take care of little children, which can be very difficult difficult because you have to be uh, have the eye of a hawk to try to figure out how what they're doing and how to protect them. You know, a lot of people say their kids make them feel burnout, especially when you have ADHD, hyperactive, inattentive children. Then you've got to do all of their planning, all of their structure. That in itself is like three children in one. You know, parenting is deeply rewarding, but it's also very demanding. And a lot of people don't believe how much work goes into it and don't understand it. So you'll get this traditional crap where one person goes to work and the other kid ones raise the kids and their job is to raise the kids. The other one's to work. And the one that goes to work thinks that the house should be perfectly clean, thinks that everything should be in perfect shape, thinks all the bills should be paid, all the chores that need to get done are done because you have the children in your home by yourself. No. That is not the case. It is a lot of work to raise kids, even when they're in their teens. It's still a lot of work. And you have to understand there does have exhaustion involved in that in parenting. And exhaustion means that person needs help. And you, as a spouse going to work and not participating in the parenting that much, need to understand that you're going to have to find a way to get more support for your spouse and understand and have empathy rather than sit there and criticize them because I go to work and I pay for everything. That's the stupidest thing you can ever say. You guys are partners. You decided to have children, own the idea, get into the ring and help your partner. You know, why is a relationship so draining? Well, the, the fact is, is that people, as they age into a relationship, take each other for granted and they don't listen to each other. You know, listening is called wisdom. That's the person who controls the conversation, not the one that's yapping all the time. The yapper is not showing their intelligence. They're just empty naggers. And the bottom line is, you guys as a couple, owe it to each other to actually have compassion for each other's feelings. Yes, identify feelings. I'm sorry you think I'm this. I'm sorry you think I'm that. That's terrible that you think I'm this, this, this. I get it. Instead of going, I'm not that. I'm not. How dare you say that? And then try to be right. That is what you do to create a relationship where there is burnout. You know, if you want to understand what burnout causes are, here they are. Number one, you feel like you have little or no control over your life or a part of your life. Also, a lack of recognition for the good work that you do in your life and all the things you do in your life. Gratefulness is just not in the cards in us as human beings. We're so snarky and selfish and sarcastic. We can't be grateful for one simple thing. No, we've just got to sit there and do pot shots at people and tear them down. 
That's not the way marriage works. That's not the way relationships work. You need to nurture your relationships. Also, another reason is unclear, overly demanding job expectations, uh, doing work that's uh, monotonous or unchallenging. You know, I remember my father was a foreman in a factory and uh, for General Motors. And generally, uh, people were doing uh, what robots do now, which is repeated work, the same work over and over and over again. And some people would just throw themselves into the machine just so they could go on disability and, and actually maim a part of their bodies or even kill themselves. It's crazy, but that's what monotonous work does. Also, working in a chaotic or high pressure environment causes a lot of burnout because those people are so motivated towards a goal that they don't understand their process is too heated up and a lot of things get falling through the cracks organization doesn't work as well when you're in a chaotic environment you need to understand there needs to be a process before an outcome not just an outcome also working too much without enough time for socializing or relaxing a lot of people in this life don't have friends None. Zero. Oh, my family or my friends. That's not good. You need to go out there and meet people that you can get nurturance from, people that you can share commonalities with and enjoy this life together as friends. That's a very important thing. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people also have deleted their sex life when they're burned out. They don't want it. They don't care. They don't feel sexy. They don't feel like sex. So uh, that goes away in a relationship when a person's burned out. Also, a lack of close, supportive relationships. This is imperative. We need to feel loved. That is not a bad thing. That is not a selfish thing. It is important for other people to have compassion for us, too, so that when we don't have compassion for ourselves, maybe someone else in this world does, and we can borrow that compassion for us. Also, not getting enough sleep. That's huge. People that are worriers, people that are control freaks, people that are perfectionists don't sleep well because all they do is ruminate, 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 trying to figure out how to solve all the day's problems. And so they don't sleep because they think too much and they worry too much and they catastrophize. If you want to live in stress, have anticipation in your life. Sit there and anticipate and anticipate the worst possible things and you'll stress yourself out pretty good. You know, the deal is if you want to, to eliminate stress in your life, back up and go, hey, if this happens, I'll do this. And now you don't have to anticipate anymore. That'd be a nice thing for us to do. But a lot of people will burn themselves out just because the way they think. Also, pessimistic view of yourself in the world that is a narrative so we take this narrative and we're going to collect evidence to prove what a crappy person we are we did this we did that three years ago i did this two years ago i did this the other day i did this you know this negative things and now i'm going to prove that i'm that with this bias evidence that i've i've collected against myself or another person also the need to control Need to control is the most psychotic thing you can do. You're here to influence. You're not here to control. You're here to influence others. You need to be a better person to influence others. That means you have to work from your heart. Your heart. Yes, God forbid, anything meaningful in this world that stays in your life is in your heart. That's a personal, wonderful thing. Also, you have to be able to delegate. If you're going to be a burnout person, learn how to delegate. That's huge. 
There's lots of people who can do things better than you. Use them, teach them, help them so they can learn. You know, also this type A personality that people call themselves, that's another stage to get a person to burn out extremely quickly. So what's the difference between stress and burnout? Well, stress is characterized by over-engagement. Your emotions are overreactive. You preserve, you produce urgency and hyperactivity. There's a loss of energy. It leads to anxiety. And, and primary damage is physical. And it may kill you prematurely because you're stressed out. Because it causes things like high blood pressure and eating disorders and cholesterol and all those wonderful things that comes with it. Also, if you look at burnout compared to stress, burnout is characterized by disengagement apathy. Emotions are very blunted. Helplessness and hopelessness are where a person is. The loss of motivation, ideas, ideals, and hope. It also leads to detachment and depression. And the primary damage is huge because it is a blunted emotions, which means life has no meaning. Our meaning in life comes from our emotional climate. And we also feel like life may seem not worth living. And that's a huge thing to understand when you're thinking about the difference between stress and burnout. And it's huge that you identify what burnout is so you know what you're going through and seek medical and mental health to see if you can get time off work, short-term disability, where you actually get paid being off work and they can't take your job away from you legally. So there's a lot of good things that happen, at least in the United States, uh, if you're able to take a little bit of time off because of your levels of burnout. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about exhaustion versus burnout. And then we're going to talk about all the signs that lead to burnout. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Right, The symptoms of, we're talking about burnout and, and how do you identify it. And it's really important to understand that there's symptoms that are experienced. And, but you have to understand it's experienced over a long period of time. And what we have to really assess is our level of exhaustion, which is feeling mentally or physically, emotionally drained all at once. And and eventually, this chronic exhaustion leads us to disconnect or distance ourselves emotionally and cognitively from the work to cope with the overload. There's also cynicism often comes into the play, which distances us from other people at work, we start to become overly irritated by other people. We see them as a problem rather than as people we may be able to help with. And we also do that in our relationships at home. We become irritable and angry and cynical of our spouses. That's real sexy. Boy, that's going to make a marriage work. Hmm. Also, inefficiency. In, in a, inefficiency which is feeling we're accomplishing nothing inefficiency sorry all right feeling we're accomplishing nothing we struggle to identify resources available to support our work and it's becoming harder to deliver the results when we have that and it's also increasingly feeling feeling that our efforts are meaningless well yeah they're meaningless because meaning is emotion and if you have none there's no meaning And so it's really important to understand if you're going to lose your emotional climate, you're basically losing half of what identifies you as who you are. You know, uh, any worker who identifies as feeling burned out should be offered support from their workplace. Any person in a relationship who's experiencing burnout as a parent, as a partner, yes, you need compassion. You need love. You need understanding. Something has to change. That's important. You can't just keep hammering yourself ahead. You've got to create time to take care of yourself. If you don't fill yourself up, it's not going to be possible for you to help fill other people up. You have to do you first. You know, the type of support someone who's feeling a bit exhausted needs compared to someone who is medically burned out varies greatly because medically burned out means a doctor and a mental health professional have both put you out on benefits. You know, burnout is really caused by an ongoing imbalance between the demands of our job or our life, which is the sustained effort and energy it takes to get the things done and the resources available to us. That's why parenting is horrible You're always in a reactive mode. It's like being on call 24 by 7 every day of your life. Every day of your life, you are on call reacting to what your children's needs are. That is how difficult parenting is. And that needs to be understood always. You know, there's also hazards, you know, that have to be assessed and addressed for people that are feeling exhausted. You know, if you don't want people to get there, You need to understand you have to create an environment that does not exacerbate people. You have to replace criticism and cynicism with self-compassion. 
You know, people that have high levels of exhaustion are more likely to be extremely critical and judgmental of themselves. And there's a lot of studies out there that have found that replacing those approaches with the practice of self-compassion, take, you know, talking to ourselves as a kind friend or a coach and, you know, taking care of our ourself, growth mindsets. That means we focus on possibilities and, po- and, and things that could happen. And we work towards those visions. You know, when you have a vision of where you're headed that is positive, there's nothing more motivated than that. You know, you want to go towards that. You keep that in mind and you keep moving your life towards that. And don't stop. You know, so you also have to set healthy boundaries. Here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. Nope, can't do that. So when you say no, nobody cares about the no. What they care about is how you say the no. If you have an attitude towards the no, that means there might be a yes in there. So people will continue to push the buttons. Kids love that. They love to read how you say no, because if it's really hard to say no, they know they can work you and work you and work you until they get that yes. So no should be flat and straight. No, but, but, but no means no, can't do it. Not going to happen. That's it. Flat and straight. Leave it at that. If they keep bothering you, I already gave you my answer. You know, prioritize physical rest and recovery. Sleep, sleep without worry. Sleep peacefully. Just be in the moment. Just be there. You know, focus on your breathing. If you have trouble sleeping, focus on your breathing. How am I breathing? That's all you have to ask yourself for three minutes. And guess what might happen? Your brain might shut down because it has nothing to think about and it moves on into sleep. But if you're going to sit there thinking all the time, you're creating blood flow and blood pressure and you are getting yourself into a waking state. Never going to be helpful for you. You also have to cultivate opportunities for positive emotions. You know, people who laugh, people who enjoy things are restoring themselves. Laughter is one of the greatest cures to our, our mental health ever. You need to be in that state. You need to be available to laughter. So here's what happiness and joy really mean. Looking around at everything you have and recognizing you used to dream of having these things. And that's the good thing. You know, what we have to understand is what are these signs so that we can really understand where that train of our life is headed? Is it headed towards burnout? You know, 63% of people that are experiencing burnout are going to take a sick day. 23% are more likely to visit the emergency room. You know, if, if you're having regular burnout, you're, you're, you're not going to perform well. And, the, and there's less likely to approach superiors about how much to improve your performance because you can't improve it because you're burned out. And it's sad because you're going to start getting criticized because you're burned out because your performance is not up to par. And so a lot of employers notice your burnout before you burn out. And then they start weighing you on that performance rather than what you used to be. Also, confidence levels at least 13% less when you're headed for burnout. And you're three more times more likely to leave your job. Yeah, without another job. Yeah, not a good idea. Also, you know, a lot of a lot of people will say the word sometimes and always when they are headed for burnout. You know, I always and and they'll also do the shoulds and the musts. You know, I must do this or I should do this so they guilt themselves out well 
That's shooting all over yourself or masturbating. Good old Albert Ellis, former psychologist. I think he's dead now. Anyway, so that is uh, not a healthy thing to put in your life. You know, there's many factors that contribute to burnout. You know, you need to understand it. You got to define it. It's an occupational phenomenon where people experience a mix of physical and psychological symptoms that result in decreased job satisfaction, life satisfaction, marital satisfaction, parenting satisfaction, and productivity. And also, if you think about occupational burnout, it was first recognized in the mid-70s uh, by Dr. Frodenberger in 1974 among healthcare professionals. And nowadays, burnout's not limited only to healthcare, but it actually occurs in any industry. Even the World Health Organization in ni- 2019 defined burnouts as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Unfortunately, they did not take that idea and go beyond the workplace and understand people in their personal lives get burned out by many things. Also, burnout can occur for a whole lot of reasons. Poorly managed stress has been recognized as a primary cause. If you're a big worrier, if you're a catastrophizer, if you're a depressed person that loves being depressed and doing what you feel rather than what you think, you're going to make a lot of stupid choices. When people are emotional or apathetic, they make dumb choices because they're coping with life. So what they do is they'll feel, I'll I'll get up when I feel like it. I'll go to work when I feel like it. I'll do what, you're not going to feel like it. That's not going to happen. So depression destroys your life because you can't be who you are because everything is based on a feeling. You just get up and do and then check in with how you feel after you've done. That's the healthy mindset. Unfortunately, a lot of people enjoy depression. Oh, I'm depressed. And they fall behind the label. And that is their deflection, their victimology. I'm depressed. And that's why I cannot do these things. Well, you cannot do these things because you're waiting on a stupid feeling that's never going to show up. You need to get off your butt, go do what's right, and then check in. That's healthy. The other thing is, is unrealistic work expectations. Work expectations include unmanageable workloads, unrealistic deadlines, unrealistic time pressures, people who are experienced the performance consistently of those kind of conditions for a long period of time are more likely to get burned out. And the number of tasks that employees are expected to compete also contributes to an unrealistic workload. And a lot of burnout is happening these days because employees just quit. They leave. They change jobs like changing hats. People are not loyal. Employers are not loyal to employees. And employees are not loyal to employers. And so what we have is you're working on a project. And it's a really intense project and everybody's working, they're part of it. And then somebody gets upset and quits or leaves or goes out on disability. And now everybody else has to pick up the pieces because the employer is too cheap to bring in another resource or they bring somebody stupid in that can't really do the job that the other person could do. And so there we go. That's the start of the domino. And then other people quit because they get burned out and they can't fill the gaps. And all of a sudden, the project falls behind, and then there's one poor lost soul who has to fill in all the holes in the dam. Impossible. But that is our workspace today. That is how things are happening because employers have very little respect for employees. They are just objects. 
And that's the sad truth, but that's the corporate world. You are valuable until you become an object. When you're not valuable to the corporation, you're going to be let go. If you're 50, you're definitely going to be let go and probably won't be able to get a good job that pays the same ever. So employees who feel like they have no control over their environment, their tasks, their time, and people in their life, that parents that have no control over their time, their environment, their tasks, they're going to get to burnout eventually. Also, there's a lot of poor instructions. That is something that really creates a lot of havoc. Poorly defined tasks, poorly defined expectations, unclear communication. You know, when people live in that kind of environment, it's a moving target and they suffer burnout because they don't know what the end result is supposed to look like. Unclear instructions leads to unrealistic expectations, micromanaging because people don't clearly explain what they expect of their people, and they result in multiple uh, 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 lacerations of character and multiple characterizations and multiple uh, uh, criticisms and multiple uh, unmet expectations that also cause a lot of depression in people. When you have unclear expectations, you are basically setting everybody up involved in that for failure. Also, you have to un understand that socialization is a place where people can gain more energy, especially when it's with your peers and the people that you spend a lot of time working with. When you're able to have empathy and compassion for the people you work with, you're, you're having more meaning in your work. That means relationships create emotions. Relationships prop up emotions. Relationships motivate people. Very important to have that if you're going to have a good place to work or a good place to have your home. You know, if you're going to be with your spouse, you need to be motivated. That means you both need to engage with each other, care about each other, show compassion for each other, want each other. Yes, God forbid you do what you signed up for. However, you know, the symptoms have also been refined and they're no longer limited to just health professionals. You know, burnout happens across the board. So here's the physical symptoms. Feeling exhausted, unable to recover from like a common cold, frequent headaches, gastronomical problems, sleep disturbances, shortness of breath. Also, you got your irritable, your heightened emotional responses like crying or anger that just comes out of the blue or suspiciousness and paranormal, uh, you know, par paranoid about your colleagues, paranormal, par paranoid about your, co your colleagues. Also, stubbornness, rigid thinking, unwillingness to listen. These are signs, negative attitude, appearing depressed. You know, it, it falls into all kinds of things of exhaustion, increased distancing and reduced effectiveness of your life. And it's really important to grab on to those concepts and understand that this all is a very, very serious uh, a process that you have to be able to recognize. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in that pool of burnout. And that's not a good place for anybody to be. You know, so here's some things that we really want to do if you're on the road to burnout. You know, every day, if you're thinking every day is a bad day, if you care about your work and your home life seems total waste of energy, you're exhausted all the time, the majority of your day is spent on tasks you don't like, uh, it's mind-numbing, it's dull, it's overwhelming, 
and you also feel like nothing you do makes a difference or is appreciated. Well, you either need to surround yourself with better people or you need to understand that you've got to make some changes. Most of us have days when we feel helpless, overloaded, unappreciated, when dragging ourselves out of bed requires a determination that unbelievable, like Hercules or something, or if you feel like this, this is the most of the time you, you may be burned out. And so it's a gradual process, gradual process. So what we have to do is we got to grab onto it and know that we need to heal. And that's where the greatness of, of our life comes into play. If you can overcome burnout, you can overcome just about anything in this life. That is a huge, very important thing to be able to conquer. You have to recognize it. What's the warning signs? You have to reverse it. That means I got to reset boundaries with people so I don't get there. And I need to consequentially communicate what this is doing to me and where this is leading me down the road to. Also, resiliency. Resiliency comes from your will. That means you will take whatever has happened and you will turn that into a lesson rather than a failure. A lesson which will come become your testimony in life. Every time you go through something hard, it can make your life easier. So yes, if you go through a hard process that's running you towards burnout, now how do I convert this to a lesson? And how do I convert this to help other people so this doesn't happen again? When you're burned out, problems seem insurmountable. Everything looks bleak. And it's difficult to get energy, to even care, let alone take action to help yourself. But if you have a lot more control over your stress than you think, then you understand, I have control over this. My brain is doing this to me. How I perceive life is doing this to me. How I have not set boundaries is doing this to me. You have all of the control how to solve burnout. So we're going to figure that out when you come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. There, you know, there's another thing that causes burnout. We're talking about burnout and how, how do you know if you have it. And, and, you know, the bottom line is people that live with lots of anger, lots of resentment. Resentment means I internalize my anger. They are always in fight or flight because anger and resentment are fight or flight emotions. They make us want to call to action to do something. We do. We need to do something every time we feel resentment or anger. And unfortunately, it's usually very destructive. But here's the other part of it. Underneath anger and resentment is guilt and shame. And guilt and shame and anger and resentment are always running, always running. If you're going to live like that, it changes your heart, which means that we live an obligatory life rather than a life we choose. If you're going to live an obligatory life in your brain, if you're going to live with anger and resentment for your partner, for your work, for your children, for everything in life, you're going to be burned out all the time. You're going to be irritable. You're going to be angry. You're going to be sarcastic. You're going to be snarky. You got to change your heart. And if you want to heal from burnout, there's some things you got to do. Social contact is nature's antidote to stress. Yes, open your life up to other people, you know, family, friends, your partner. Open up won't make you burn, burden other people. In fact, most people who love you will be flattered that you trust them enough to confide in them. And it will only strengthen your relationship. You know, try not to think about what's burning you out and make the time to spend with loved ones positive and enjoyable. The other thing is you, you want to understand that, you know, Developing friendships with people you work with can help also buffer you from burnout. When you take a break, for example, instead of directing your attention to your smartphone, try engaging your colleagues. Wouldn't that be amazing? You know, schedule social events together after work. You know, God God forbid you do something like that. But here's the other thing that will drag a person down. Hanging out with negative-minded people and whiners. Whiners will suck the soul straight out of your body. Negative people will suck the soul straight out of your body forever. You know, people who do nothing but complain will drag you down in your mood and your outlook. If you have to work with negative people, if you have to live with negative people, try to limit the amount of time you spend with them. Also, you want to connect with a cause, something that is meaningful to you, something that has purpose for you. Joining a, a church or a social uh, aspect of life or a support group may give you a place to talk with like-minded people. You know, uh, meetups are a great thing. And, and there's lots of applications out there for people to have meetups with people that have things in common with you. You know, don't be so shy. Don't sit in your box. But people since COVID have all turned to hermits and introverts and not talk to each other. We don't even know how to utter sentences sometimes to each other. And God forbid, actually listen. 
You know, it's amazing how much our social skills have gone down. Also, if you don't have good friends, go find some. You know, if you're the smartest person in a room, go to a room where people are smarter than you. If you are the most emotionally stable person in a room, go to a room where people are more stable than you are. That's how we learn. We learn through influence. And that's an important part of life. But a lot of people who are burned out are prideful. And they'll sit there in their pride and never do anything. And so the bottom line is you got to understand you're not in this life to live in a vacuum. If you want to create memories and a legacy for your life, you've got to touch other people's lives in a meaningful way and get out there and have purpose and meaning in your life. Your life is not about you. It's about how you can help others and how you can take the hard things and the hard things you've learned in life and the right things you've learned in life and help other people learn how to have that in their life. This is important. You know, the power of giving, you know, being helpful to other people delivers immense pleasure and it can help significantly reduce stress as well as broaden your social circle. Yes, when you're burned out and if you're taking disability, go do something that's helpful to other people. You know, go mow your neighbor's yard. Wow, wouldn't that be a nice thing? You know, uh, while it's important to 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 not uh, take too much on when you're facing overwhelming stress, but helping others doesn't have to involve a lot of time or effort. Even small things like a kind word or a friendly smile can make you feel better and help lower your stress for all of you, both of you, anybody that you interact with. You know, whether you have a job that leaves you uh, rushed off your feet or one that is monotonous and unfulfilling, the most effective way to combat job burnout is to quit and find a job you love instead. You know, of course, for many of us, you know, changing a job or career is far more difficult than staying in the job that we're in because people don't know what your value is. And if you're a terrible person about not understanding what your value is, you're going to have a hard time finding a job. You need to know your value. You need to know your worth. You need to have respect for the hard things you've done in your life and you've learned in your life. It's called wisdom. Yes, in our early life, we spend a lot of time collecting knowledge. But as you get older, you need to collect wisdom. And wisdom is called common sense because that puts everything together. It's called applied knowledge. So now I have knowledge and I understand how to apply it. We need to go where we are wisest if we want to enjoy our life. You know, if a burnout uh, seems inevitable, take a complete break from work. Go on vacation. Use up sick days. Ask for temporary leave of absence. Anything to remove yourself from the situation. You, you need time away to recharge your batteries and pursue other methods of recovery. All of us need to do that. If you keep trapping yourself in the idea, I can't quit work, I can't pay my rent if I don't, well, then change your situation. Make your finances match your lifestyle. Make your lifestyle match your finances. You know, if you are over uh, committed to your credit card debt and over committed to all these other things, maybe it's time for you to shake it out, go on bank, go to bankruptcy and reset the clock for yourself. Don't just sit there and burn yourself out for the rest of your life coping with life. You're meant to live life. Take the opportunity to understand that changes have to happen sometimes. Things, the place where you live, you may not feel that if you had to live in something worse is, is going to be a horrible thing. No, 
It can be a temporary thing, but it doesn't have to be reflective on who you are just because you move from a house to an apartment, just because you're paying rent instead of a mortgage, you know, or you're taking a job that's $2 less than what you used to get paid or half of what you used to get paid. Maybe it's a beginning. Maybe it's an investment that is going to create a better future for you. And sometimes we have to restructure our lives to actually get our lives into a purposeful and passionate way. That means we change all of the variables. And yes, if you have a spouse and yes, if you have children, they have to go along for the ride too. That's unfortunate or fortunate, but the deal is sometimes you have to rethink that and retool your life. You also have to get better at setting boundaries because if you're a burned out person, you probably don't have very good boundaries. You need to learn the word no. You know, you need to learn, learn the words what I can do and what I can't do. That's what I've said earlier and I stick to that. You have to remind yourself that saying no allows you to say yes to the commitments that you want to make and need to make. That's important. You're making room in your life. And that's imperative for all of us that live this life. You also want to take a daily break from technology. You know, each day when you completely disconnect, pull away from your laptop. You know, take off your phone. Stop checking your email. Stop checking uh, your media. What you want to do is understand, hey, I need to get to know myself. I need to understand who the heck I am. I need to just understand how to make better choices for myself. You know, how you make decisions in your life, how you make decisions and what you make decisions about define your character. That's how people know how to love you is your decisions. Indecisive people burn out very quickly because they can't make a decision about anything. And so they sit and spin and sit and spin, looking at every option they could possibly do, delaying, 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 procrastinating. Yes, that's depression, my friends. Depression is procrastination. Depression is sitting around not making decisions. You need to make decisions. You need to make good decisions. You need to make decisions when you're ready to respond, not when you're reacting. You also need to nourish your creative side because creativity is a really powerful thing to burn out. It actually helps us recover from it. You know, resume a favorite a hobby. Choose activities that have nothing to do with your work or whatever is causing your stress. You know, sometimes mindless things like a jigsaw puzzle, mindless things like paint by numbers, mindless things like building a, a, a model, whatever. Do something. Go out there, you know, start Start doing calisthenics or something. Do some exercise. Join a health club and actually participate in it. You know, that would be a wonderful thing for you to help yourself. You also, if you're burned out, you've got to set re relaxation uh, time. Relaxation can be as simple as yoga, meditation, deep breathing. You know, that's a, a state of restfulness. And that's opposed to a stress response. So if you're able to create the muscle memory to get you into meditation or mindfulness, what happens is your brain will continue to go there as muscle memory. That's a huge component to overcoming burnout. The other thing is getting sleep. You know, feeling tired really exacerbates burnout by causing you to think irrationally. You know, if you want to keep your cool in stressful situations, you have to get a good night's sleep. People do not understand the value of that many times. A good night's sleep means you actually dream. You have entered 
the REM stage of sleep. So REM stage is interesting because your brain invents all of these concocted situations that are either tied together or not tied together with people that you may know, don't know, maybe have seen once or twice or whatever, but it puts all these components into a dream to elicit emotions that you had during the previous day that did not get to be exercised. And so the dream is meant to elicit emotions so that when you wake up, you feel rested. That's why the REM stage is so important for us to make time for. But REM generally happens at about, uh, let's say, four hours into your sleep, maybe three hours into your sleep, but it's somewhere in that pocket. And that's where we want to have. And if you don't get that, you're going to have a hard time with your metabolism, your health, your physical health, your ability to relax, your ability to sustain multiple stressors, all of that gets exacerbated if you cannot get enough sleep. You know, if you're having uh, trouble following through with, you know, helpful things to overcome burnout, maybe it's time to go see a therapist. Maybe it's time to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Maybe it's time to get professional help to help you tackle these things and take it serious and actually function your way through the burnout. You know, sometimes when you're healing, that's the time to actually get counseling. When you're ready to change, that's when you want to get counseling. That's when you want to reach out for professional help because the, those are the very things, the burnout is, is surrounded by depression and anxiety, which are cognitive mental disorders, and they need to be dealt with in a professional way. You're not going to be able to do everything alone. The other thing is making exercise a priority, especially cardio. You know, 20 minutes of a viv of a very vigorous uh, cardio, that means a swift walk, is about 65% of an antidepressant. Yes, your brain gets the most help from cardio. Your body gets help. Yes, that's great. But it's your brain that gets the most help from cardio. So rhythmic exercise when you both boats your arms and your legs is a hugely effective way to lift your mood. It increases your energy. It sharpens your focus. You relax your mind and your body. So you might want to try walking or running or weight training or uh, riding a bike or swimming or martial arts or even dancing. You know, God forbid we do something like that. Because if you do that, you are letting your human life match up with your soul. All right. The other things that we want to avoid is nicotine and drinking alcohol and taking drugs. Those are the things that many people will cope with burnout that way, and that will get you to a deeper form of burnout. All right. That's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, I love hearing from you. And you can do that at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, or the Health and Wellness Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, if you try not to be human for too long, you will burn out. Also, burnout is nature's way of telling you your soul has left your body. Also, if burnout came with fat burning, we all would be addicted. Also, burnout happens as the whoosh of deadlines flies by. And did you know that kissing burns 6.4 calories per minute? Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back. 